Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...to meet the subtle Saint Bernard in debate and crush him, he stood up in the presence of a royal and illustrious assemblage, and when his antagonist had finished, he looked about him and stammered a commencement. But his courage failed him. The cunning of his tongue was gone. With his speech unspoken, he trembled and sat down, a disgraced and vanquished champion. He died a nobody, and was buried at Cluny, A.D. 1144. They removed his body to the paraclete afterward, and when Eloise died twenty years later, they buried her with him, in accordance with her last wish. He died at the ripe age of sixty-four, and she at sixty-three. After the bodies had remained entombed three hundred years, they were removed once more. They were removed again in 1800, and finally, seventeen years afterward, they were taken up and transferred to Père Lachaise, where they will remain in peace and quiet until it comes time for them to get up and move again. History is silent concerning the last acts of the mountain howitzer. Let the world say what it will about him. I, at least, shall always respect the memory, and sorrow for the abused trust, and the broken heart, and the troubled spirit of the old smooth-bore. Rest and repose be his. Such is the story of Abelard and Eloise. Such is the history that Lamartine had shed such cataracts of tears over. But that man never could come within the influence of a subject in the least pathetic without overflowing his banks. He ought to be damned, or levied, I should more properly say. Such is the history, not as it is usually told, but as it is when stripped of the nauseous sentimentality that would enshrine for our loving worship a dastardly seducer like Pierre Abelard. I have not a word to say against the misused faithful girl, and would not withhold from her grave a single one of those simple tributes which blighted youths and maidens offer to her memory. But I am sorry enough that I have not time and opportunity to write four or five volumes of my opinion of her friend, the founder of the Parachute, or the Paraclete, or whatever it was. The tons of sentiment I have wasted on that unprincipled humbug in my ignorance. I shall throttle down my emotion hereafter about this sort of people, until I have read them up, and know whether they are entitled to any tearful attentions or not. I wish I had my immortelle back now, and that bunch of radishes. In Paris we often saw in shop windows the sign, English spoken here, just as one sees in the windows at home the sign, Ici on parle Française. We always invaded these places at once, and invariably received the information, framed in faultless French, that the clerk who did the English for the establishment had just gone to dinner, and should be back in an hour. Would Monsieur buy something? We wondered why those parties happened to take their dinner at such erratic and extraordinary hours, for we never called at a time when an exemplary Christian would be in the least likely to be abroad on such an errand. The truth was, it was a base fraud, a snare to trap the unwary, chaff to catch fledglings with. They had no English murdering clerk. 
they trusted to the sign to inveigle foreigners into their lairs, and trusted to their own blandishments to keep them there till they bought something. We ferreted out another French imposition, a frequent sign to this effect. All manner of American drinks artistically prepared here. We procured the service of a gentleman experienced in the nomenclature of the American bar, and moved upon the works of one of these impostors. A bowing, aproned Frenchman skipped forward and said, Que voulez-vous, les messieurs? I do not know what que voulez-vous, les messieurs, means, but such was his remark. Our general said, We will take a whisky straight. A stare from the Frenchman. Well, if you don't know what that is, give us champagne cocktail. A stare and a shrug. Well, then, give us a sherry cobbler. The Frenchman was checkmated. This was all Greek to him. Give us a brandy smash. The Frenchman began to back away, suspicious of the ominous vigor of the last order, began to back away, shrugging his shoulders and spreading his hands apologetically. The general followed him up and gained a complete victory. The uneducated foreigner could not even furnish a Santa Cruz punch, an eye-opener, a stone fence, or an earthquake. It was plain that he was a wicked impostor. An acquaintance of mine said the other day that he was doubtless the only American visitor to the exposition who had had the high honor of being escorted by the Emperor's bodyguard. I said, with unobtrusive frankness, that I was astonished that such a long-legged, lantern-jawed, unprepossessing-looking specter as he should be singled out for a distinction like that, and asked how it came about. He said he had attended a great military review in the Champ de Mars some time ago, and while the multitude about him was growing thicker and thicker every moment, he observed an open space inside the railing. He left his carriage and went into it. He was the only person there, and so he had plenty of room, and the situation being central he could see all the preparations going on about the field. By and by there was a sound of music, and soon the Emperor of the French and the Emperor of Austria, escorted by the famous Saint-Garde, entered the enclosure. They seemed not to observe him, but directly, in response to a sign from the commander of the guard, a young lieutenant came toward him, with a file of his men following, halted, raised his hand, and gave the military salute, and then said in a low voice that he was sorry to have to disturb a stranger and a gentleman, but the place was sacred to royalty. Then this New Jersey phantom rose up and bowed and begged pardon. Then, with the officer beside him, the file of men marching behind him, and with every mark of respect, he was escorted to his carriage by the Imperial Saint-Garde. The officer saluted again and fell back. The New Jersey sprite bowed in return, and had presence of mind enough to pretend that he had simply called on a matter of private business with those emperors, and so waved them an adieu and drove from the field. Imagine a poor Frenchman ignorantly intruding upon a public rostrum sacred to some sixpenny dignitary in America. The police would scare him to death first with a storm of their eloquent blasphemy, and then pull into pieces, getting him away from there. We are measurably superior to the French in some things, but they are immeasurably our betters in others. Enough of Paris for the present. We have done our whole duty by it. We have seen the Tuileries, the Napoleon Column, the Madeleine, that wonder of wonders the tomb of Napoleon, all the great churches and museums, libraries, imperial palaces, and sculpture and picture galleries, the Pantheon, Jardin des Plantes, the opera, the circus, the legislative body, the billiard-rooms, the barbers, the grisettes. Ah, the grisettes! I had almost forgotten. 
They are another romantic fraud. They were, if you let the books of travel tell it, always so beautiful, so neat and trim, so graceful, so naive and trusting, so gentle, so winning, so faithful to their shop duties, so irresistible to buyers in their prattling importunity, so devoted to their poverty-stricken students of the Latin quarter, so light-hearted and happy on their Sunday picnics in the suburbs, and, oh, so charmingly, so delightfully immoral! Stuff! For three or four days I was constantly saying, quick, Ferguson, is that a grisette? And he always said, no. He comprehended at last that I wanted to see a grisette, then showed me dozens of them. They were like nearly all the Frenchwomen I ever saw, homely. They had large hands, large feet, large mouths. They had pug-noses, as a general thing, and mustaches that not even good breeding could overlook. They combed their hair straight back without parting. They were ill-shaped, they were not winning, they were not graceful. I knew by their looks that they ate garlic and onions, and lastly and finally to my thinking it would be base flattery to call them immoral. Aroint thee, wench! I sorrow for the vagabond student of the Latin quarter now, even more than formerly I envied him. Thus topples to earth another idol of my infancy. We have seen everything, and to-morrow we go to Versailles. We shall see Paris only for a little while as we come back to take up our line of march for the ship, and so I may as well bid the beautiful city a regretful farewell. We shall travel many thousands of miles after we leave here, and visit many great cities, but we shall find none so enchanting as this. Some of our party have gone to England, intending to take a roundabout course and rejoin the vessel at Leghorn or Naples several weeks hence. We came near going to Geneva but have concluded to return to Marseilles and go up through Italy from Genoa. I will conclude this chapter with a remark that I am sincerely proud to be able to make, and glad as well, that my comrades cordially endorse it, to wit, by far the handsomest women we have seen in France were born and reared in America. I feel now like a man who has redeemed a failing reputation and shed luster upon a dim discussion by a single just deed done at the eleventh hour. Let the curtain fall to slow music. End of chapter 15 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.